Hello listeners welcome back to another episode of the Ayodhya Kanda season of the Ramayana podcast Episode 5 Ayodhya Kanda In the last episode we saw that Rama Sita and Lakshmana prepared themselves to leave for the forest People of Ayodhya tried to stop Rama and became very sad to such an extent that they even started following him to the forest After Rama explained to them of his mission and promised to return to Ayodhya at the earliest only then were they convinced to go back to the city As the trio just stepped into the forest they met with a tall sturdy looking man named Guha who was the chieftain of the tribe which dwelt on the banks of river Ganga We saw that Guha prepared a boat for the trio to cross the river Ganga and head towards the Nandaka forest Rama Sita and Lakshmana embarked on the boat and after some time they reached the other side of the river bank Getting down from the boat the trio started walking into the forest and thought of resting for the night. It was becoming very dark and it was not safe for travel. Rama saw smoke rising from far ahead. He said, "Brother, do you see the smoke there? I am sure it must be Sage Bharadwaja's ashram. Let us go there and rest for the night." As they entered the sage's ashram, they could see the sage and his disciples offering oblations into the hope fire rama addressed the sage and said o mighty sage we are rama and lakshmana the sons of king dasharatha of ayodhya and this is my wife sita daughter of king janaka of vaideha he then explained the purpose of their exile to the forest and the incidents that led to it sage bharatwaja said o prince I think you have been sent on exile without a proper cause. Anyways, you can rest here in peace forever however long you want. Rama said in reply, "O sage, we cannot thank you enough. However, we cannot stay in the ashram for long. Ashram is a holy place and we do not wish to cause any inconvenience. But if you can tell us about a lonely place where we can stay, we will be forever grateful to you." the sage said child there is a place not far from here there is a mountain called chitrakuta it is blessed by many sages who dwell there wonderful animals namely monkeys deer squirrels etc live there those who stay in chitrakuta will also attain mental peace rama thanked the sage and the three of them took shelter in the hermitage that night When morning dawned Rama approached the sage and told him of his journey to Chitrakuta the three took the sage's blessings and set off on their journey to Chitrakuta the brothers then started building a boat for their journey after a long and arduous journey they reached the place during the journey sita was often times disheartened and rama could feel that he said to lakshmana in hushed tones brother taking care of sita is our prime importance as she is not used to forest life 
Provide her with whatever she wishes for and let us keep her spirits up. Sita used to offer her prayers to the sun god, seeking his blessings so that Rama will be able to complete his vow. She was thereafter lost in the beauty of nature. As they disembarked from their boat, they could feel the freshness in the air. Many birds like cuckoo, parrots started singing. An exhausted and long journey was finally over and they breathed a sigh of relief. After a while, Rama started gathering some wooden logs for building a hut. Lakshmana gathered some branches which he used for tying the logs. Meanwhile, Sita started clearing small bushes and cleaned the area. As the house was nearing completion, they were exhausted and they were very hungry. Lakshmana went hunting to gather meat. He brought a black deer and sacrificed it to propitiate the gods. Rama asked his brother to say his prayers before sacrificing the animal. The trio then had a sumptuous meal. Lakshmana was mostly the one who gathered food by hunting. They would rely on meat, berries, fruits and nuts. Living on the pleasant mountains surrounded by serene rivers and calming breeze, in the abode of the beasts and birds, the trio forgot about the pleasures of the palace. Meanwhile, in the city of Ayodhya, Sumantra returns to deliver the news. As he was crossing the city streets, people were eager to know what happened to Rama. He stood on the podium and said, I am obliged to deliver this news from our prince Rama. The three have crossed the river Ganga. As soon as he said this, people became even more sad and returned to their daily chores half-heartedly. Sumantra then reached the palace and went to the king's chambers. He said, O king, Rama, Sita and Lakshmana have crossed the river Ganga. He paused for a while for the king to absorb those words and continued. Rama said to deliver this message, Father, we are doing fine here. Please take care of mothers Kausalya and Sumitra. Also do not neglect Queen Kaikeyi. Let my brother Bharata look after the kingdom and advise him on administration and other important matters of the kingdom. Queen Kausalya, who was also present in the chambers, started crying. She was both angry and sad at the same time. She shouted, Here is your minister who has come from the forest, leaving my dearest sons and daughter-in-law, and you are sitting silently? It was easy for you to give boons to Kaikeyi. See for yourself what has happened now. My sons and daughter-in-law who were born royal and fit to rule Ayodhya are now living like hermits in the forest. Why are you ashamed now? You kept your word. But can you share my sorrow and grief? She asked Sumantra to drop her in the forest. She said, Sita, our princess, is walking barefooted in the forest. She must be grief-stricken. It feels like yesterday when Rama and Sita were walking in the palace gardens joyously. Now see where they are. What will they eat? Where will they sleep? How will I even know if they are alive? Rama, come back my child. She bombarded Sumantra with questions and started grieving. 
Sumantra tried his best to console the queen. After everyone left the room, King Dasharatha was wallowing in sorrow and grief. He knew he made a blunder giving boons to Kaikeyi. He could feel Queen Kausalya's anger reverberating in his mind endlessly. It was easy for you to give boons to Kaikeyi. Are now living like hermits in the forest. Now see where they are. What will they eat? Where will they sleep? How will I even know if they are alive? Rama, come back, my child. As he was struggling to contain his grief, he knew that his life was ebbing away slowly. Next morning, as the royal maid went inside the king's chambers, she was shocked to see the king dead. Everyone gathered at the king's chambers. Silence filled the room immediately. The widows of the royal palace cried like orphaned children, embracing each other in lamentation. After some time, it was decided to perform the last rites of the king. Priests were called to look over the formalities. They gave a list of some materials needed for completing the funeral ceremony. However, last rites were performed by the eldest son. But Rama and Lakshmana were in Dandaka forest, in exile, and very very far away. Anarchy was feared because in those days, any king could plunder the city and take over. As per the advice of the priests and sages, it was decided to call Prince Bharata to perform the last rites. Ayodhya, once an abode of happiness and joy, has sunk in darkness and gloom. Markandeya, Vamadeva, Kashyarpa, Gautama, Jabali and many others met with sage Vasista and said, O great sage, the king is no more. Rama and Lakshmana are in the forest. Bharata and Shatrugna are also far away. Someone must be crowned king and take up the responsibility immediately. A land without a king cannot survive. Order will disappear. Thieves and decoys will roam at will. There will be no mutual trust among people. Lands will dry up. Crops will not yield any harvest. The harvest will be eaten by the producer himself. Culture will slowly decline and vanish. Adharma will be the new order. For good to prosper and evil to be restrained, a king is essential. After a long thought, Sage Vasista said, Send swift messengers to Prince Bharata. Do not let him know that the king is dead. To avoid suspicion, send for some jewels and precious stones, as if the king sends his regards to his son. Tell him his presence is required for an important ceremony. As soon as the sage said this, the messengers set off on the journey to Prince Bharata's place. Equipped with jewels and precious stones, the messengers travelled across rivers and forests and reached Kekaya. As the night sets in, they take rest for now, only to tell the news to Bharata the next morning. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Ramayana. Quick note on the recreations, we can't exactly know what happened. However, the incidents recreated come close to the texts adopted for the Ramayana podcast. If you like this episode and want to listen to more of the Ramayana, consider subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast streaming app. The Ramayana is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. 
स्क्रिप्ट वॉज रिटर्न बाय आदित्य एंड इट वॉज एडिटेड बाय महेश्वरी